complete drag queen energy, which I loved. She is riding a chariot pulled by six wheelers, whipping them and screaming like a banshee. Uh, <laughs> she She's really coming in with that big dick energy, that mommy. <laughs> she, really, she really knows how to, to own a room. Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, a podcast where we look back on the things from our childhood and wonder if they were any good to begin with. My name is Damon. I'm DJ. And uh, DJ, I'm sure you're very excited. Today we're going to be looking back. We're, do- we're in our uh, we're in, in Tornado Alley. Uh, <laughs> yesterday we looked at, uh, or yesterday, <laughs> last episode we looked at Twister, and today we're going to be looking at Return to Oz. Um, oh yeah, that's a movie oh, yeah. I knew. I definitely knew existed uh, before you said we should do it. Um, I'm super familiar with it. Um, so here's what I think happens. Yeah, give me, give me uh, your. This you, just from, give me your rundown. Give me your summary of the movie before okay. you even watch it. Go ahead. I want to say Dorothy. <laughs> You're okay. doing great okay, so okay. far. Great. Stay confident. Dorothy, um, she wants to go back to Oz um, after her adventures. Uh, you may remember uh, The Wizard of Oz. Uh, the, uh, the Wizard. So it's the same Oz. Arguably okay. the okay. most same famous place. movie of all time mm-hmm. that you've probably seen. Um, she uh, gets a tack hammer from her uh, uncle's uh, toolbox and knocks herself unconscious in order to return to Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of a, so far, uh, you're, you're batting a thousand. Sort of a sleeper situation in order to get back. Um, and uh, she does not go back to Oz, Ooh. suffers a severe concussion. Okay. And uh, eventually re- does recover uh, most of her um, abilities. Uh, but it takes a while. It's a long road. And uh, it's just a, a classic tale uh, about the dangers of um, self-concussing. Uh, you're pretty close. I would just, if you could throw in a chicken and some electroshock therapy, you'd be there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a movie I watched as a kid. I believe it holds the record for longest... Uh, this is, I don't know if the, what the phrasing would be. The longest after the fact sequel. Okay. Like there's such a gap between the original movie and and what it's sequel. Yeah, because it's like 50 years, right? When did when did the uh, Wizard of Oz is 38 or 39? Yeah. And this, okay, is, this 85, is 85. So yeah, fif- a little shy of 50 years. It's insane. Uh, Feruza Balk uh, is our Dorothy. Um, Oz is where oh. we lay our scene. Uh, she's got a talking chicken. Um, and Wait, she's, she does she come to Oz with the where did the talking chicken come from? She Marty lives on a Kings. farm. But the chicken talks in Oz or talks only in, in Oz. In, only in Oz does the chicken talk. Okay. okay. The chicken's name is Belina. And there is electroshock therapy. Auntie M is trying to cure Dorothy of her ramblings about this magical land. So she okay. takes Dorothy Gale, one of the most beloved characters in film history, to be electrocuted in the brains. Okay. So that's where the movie begins. Um, (laughs) She ends up in Oz. Uh, There are wheelers, which scare the shit out of me as a kid and probably still residually do. Those are the people with the little like skate on the back of their their heel of their shoe. (laughs) That go through the mall and you're like, what the fuck is this kid doing? (laughs) 
Uh, they have wheels for hands and feet, and they uh, oh. squeak as they terrorize uh, small children and vocalizing chickens. Um, you also have Princess Mombi, who kills women and keeps their heads so she can change out her head every once in a while. And Dorothy what? has to go through a hallway where all the heads are sleeping, and then they wake up, and I can still <gasps> see it when I close my eyes. Why are we watching this? This is a children's movie? Yes, this is for ch- children. <laughs> ages, ages five and up, please. Um, it is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Um, it haunted my waking life as a child. Oh my God. And I can't wait for you to see it. Why I wish I could be in person to see you because I feel like it would be a little bit of a Nell situation watching you watch Return to Oz. <laughs> it's deranged. I don't want to watch this anymore. But I will say this in its defense because I've read some of the Oz books. It is okay. closer to the Oz books than uh, than the uh, Judy Garland movie. Yeah. The what Oz books like- are completely insane. <laughs> What is your like general take on Wizard of Oz? Like, was it a, like a thing for you? The like, wizard, the, up, the movie Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like the Ridge. <laughs> a Ridge dress. Um, it, we had it on a VHS tape. We taped it off the TV. Uh, it was on after Mary Poppins uh, on the VHS tape. Uh, it had we we hadn't learned how to pause during commercials, so it had a good collection of really sweet ass mid eighties commercials oh, in it. Yeah, that's the so good Mac stuff. Mac Tonight was in there. Oh uh, yeah, some of those really perfect Coca Cola commercials were in there. Uh, very nice. Ray Charles um, singing about Diet Pepsi. Exactly. Yes. It is. Yeah, it was it was I don't think it was a thing thing for me. Uh but yeah, I liked Wizard of Oz. I watched it a lot. I just I think it, like, it was one of those movies where I didn't I and I'm sure this is true of most kids. I had no cuz you watch it so early in your life for the most part. You have no yeah. concept that it's so old. Um, right, and because right. it's in color, it doesn't feel like an old movie to your kid brain, or for the most part, in color. And the black and white is sort of used as like an artistic effect. Um, right. And it it kind of holds up. Like the tornado in in the original Wizard of Oz, like kind of looks like a tornado, even though it's just like nylons, some woman's nylons on a weird cone. They were running along the back of the set. I remember watching the Wizard of Oz, but like. I I wasn't until a little bit later where I was like I think I liked it fine but then I like realized like how big of a thing and then I got like almost rejected it because of how like I don't why is this such a thing too you know, mainstream like, for Deej well it wasn't it wasn't like being like a seven year old hipster so much as <laughs> just like being like well I didn't like it that much like why yeah. are we so into this you know and then like uh, realized that a lot of people were like kind of obsessed with it and then I also like. I think I was confused by the sort of use by the gay community of the, like the imagery of Dorothy. Like I'm not upset by that now, but I was confused by it as a child where I was just like, what is this? So it's a gay thing to like the wizard of Oz too. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand. Like I just didn't understand like literally what the deal was like, why I actually can't speak to the Dorothy thing. I don't know why that was a thing. <laughs> um, I feel like I should know but it's, it's a blind spot. I'm just, yeah. it's like you just asked a question that I was like, why have I never asked this question? Why is this a thing? <laughs> I mean, it's a good I mean, aside outfit. Aside from it being- It's a good outfit. <laughs> 
no, does she wear it? It's iconic. It's got the it's got the blue. She eventually gets that bow. They dye her eyes to match the her gown. Slippers. That was always a, a line that freaked me out in the original movie when she yeah. asks the people of Emerald City to dye her eyes to match her gown. I'm like, I'm sorry, pardon? <laughs> Judy, no. Um, I don't know if it's just a residual like love for Judy Garland in general as just one of those Sean right. like women, um, those icons that then that just got transposed onto Wizard of Oz as her most famous movie. Um, right. I don't know. Well, I don't know why the why the queers love Wizard of Oz so much. <laughs> or well, it also that- deals with like g- getting out of a place that you. I'm trying to do. I'm doing a queer read live right. on the air. It's, it's, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. It's you magically, you know, moving yourself from a place where you don't feel appreciated to a place where everyone's eyes are fixed on you, and you get to like have an adventure, and you make friends that respect you for who you are. Um, and then, unfortunately, mm. goddamn it, you know, Christmas, you have to go back to your family and visit them. You know, you have to leave college and go home. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's why, but that's a good read, Damon. It's a good life. Live reading. Thank you. Thank you. This is me giving you uh, poetry slam snaps. Yeah, I mean that that does make. I mean, again, I know you're just sort of like guessing here, there, but, but like that does make sense. I, and I, again, I'm not saying that I now have a problem with that, but I think I was just like even more confused. But I was like, why do people like this movie so much? And then the the tie to the gay community just made me go like. So wait, am I supposed to not like it? But you know what I mean? Like, it was that weird sort of like rejection you have when you don't understand something. Well, it's and, also uh, one of those movies that's, um, you know, that that is so old that almost everyone has seen it. Um, yeah. Because your grandma would have seen it. Your mom would have seen it. And it's fairly family friendly. And because it's yeah. like so colorful and fantastical, like kids would be into it. Like as a kid, I never saw It's a Wonderful Life until until like I was a teenager. And I was just right. like, I don't want to watch that. It's like three hours long and in black and white and there are no wizards or anything in it. Yeah. <laughs> Although there is an angel. Whereas this like... It, it's an easy entry point, and I think like you know Turner Classic Movies or like TNT could buy the rights really cheap and air it constantly on yeah. TV. And I think it was like it kind of was like an event thing on on just network TV too. Like I think it became like a holiday movie, like kind of like The Sound of Music and It's a Wonderful Life, where where for some reason The Sound of Music is on on Easter. I'm like this has nothing to do with Easter. It has right. to do with escaping the Nazis. Is that an <laughs> Easter thing? So is for is Feruza still in the like the uh, the iconic outfit? Um, no, she's in a very much downplayed version that's probably closer to the book, but not. No, hers yeah. is like a it's like a prairie dress, but I think it's like in a muted brown. So they went for they went for like verisimilitude from the books and not really kind of tying into the iconic I, iconography of the original movie. They were just kind yeah, of- I mean, they keep the ruby slippers, uh, which are not in the book. Those are exclusive to the movie because in the book they are silver silver slippers. Um, but I think aside from the ruby slippers, everything else, like the Emerald City does not look like the Emerald City in, in The Wizard of Oz. The Tin Man and the, the Scarecrow and it's the red, Lion even do not look like those characters. The Lion looks mm. like an actual lion. Oh, you Jesus. only see him briefly, but I mean, he looks he looks like he would have in the books where he's an actual, you know, giant. So we lion. don't even get our like characters back or like our buddies. No, she, she, um, she, when she returns to Oz, she finds out that the scarecrow who was made King of Oz, this is another thing that oh, is Jesus. something in the book. The scarecrow is made King of Oz. He had a brain finally, so it's fine. Okay. Um, but then she finds out he has been deposed and he's, he's missing. 
And when she gets the Emerald City, all the people inside have been turned to stone, including the Tin Woodman and the Lion. And she finds out that all the women's heads have been cut off. All the women's head statues have been cut off. Remember that it's important later. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's very much like she returns back, and it's it's not the same. But it very much references things that were not in the movie. It's probably why this. Mm. It's it's definitely a sequel to the books, but not necessarily the movie. What a weird. I mean, I'll have to obviously reserve judgment without thinking, but it seems like such a strange choice when you're making a movie to like one of the most iconic movie sequel to the movie, one of the most iconic movies of all time that you would want to like, not that it would, you would necessarily want to make the same kind of movie even, but that you would sort of like build off of that. Yeah. Cause that's the advantage of making a sequel. Right. But it still keeps like the tropes of, of, you know, the, uh, and you were there and you were there and you were there. Like she does have a little prequel, you know, or prologue in the, in the movie where the people that play into that prologue are then playing people in Oz, which is very much a construction of the, the 39 movie. So it references it, but also like builds on the mythologies from the book that were not established in the movie. And it just gets kind of confusing. I don't know if it's that confusing, honestly, but we'll find out. We'll find out. We're going to watch Return to Oz for some reason. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> so, Damon, if you were a, a, a young girl with essentially infinite powers uh, through ruby slippers, um, would you use them to uh, to create a podcast and or support your favorite podcast? Uh, first thing I think I would put uh, like a McDonald's in my house. Um, I know that's a very, uh, first off. I'm a young Richie girl, Rich. so I yeah. mean, yeah, it's yeah. a Richie Rich thing. Um, but then I wouldn't staff it because then I'd realize how expensive it is mm. to have a fully staffed McDonald's. I'm not eating McDonald's. I have McDonald's maybe once a month, but it is my go-to fast food place. Although that makes me seem really basic. Second thing though would be to create Such a podcast a- because I right. don't know. I think we're close, but I don't know if there are enough podcasts yet. Well, certainly you know not I mean? with two white guys talking. It feels like there's a dearth of podcasts with two white guys with no credentials. Absolutely no authority whatsoever on the subject of which they speak. I think what we need more of those. You know, uh, what the world needs now? That. That's podcast. What, uh, sweet that- podcast. <laughs> that was the, those are the original lyrics. But then they were like, those haven't been invented yet, so... Patreon.com so sl- <laughs> slash your inner child is an idiot. Uh, it's basically like love. It's been invented. Mm. Mm-hmm. Love's been invented. They did love first, and then they were like podcast second. Uh, when podcasts were the invented, show, they were like, oh, that, that's the one. That's what, that's we, what meant. we meant. That's what we meant. Uh, Bert no- Backrack, get him on the phone. That's what he meant the whole time. Hey, we're back. We watched Return to Oz for some reason. And, uh, you said Damon it like was... people were walking away. Uh, like hey, they were just hey, like hey, heading hey. out the door. Hey, hey, hey we're, we're, back. we're back. We're back. You don't have to. I know that, I know that commercial was a slog, but uh, we're back now. <laughs> I can and... wait just as long as you can. <laughs> uh, we watched Return to Oz, and I, I'd like Damon to recap that movie. Go ahead. Mm, thank you. Cold Open. Dorothy Gale, she's got mental health issues, at least according uh, to uh, Aunt M and lying Uncle Henry. Um, Motherfucker. 
she, she's taken um, to, I didn't catch the doctor's name, but I called him Dr. Rutherford B. Hayes. Um, she's taken to his electroshock therapy hospital um, in Topeka, I believe, where uh, right before she's about to have her brains electrocuted, mm-hmm. uh, the power goes out and she's saved by a mysterious young girl. She, As she escapes from the mental hospital, she ends up in a river, ends up in a, a, a crate that's floating down this uh, raging river. And then she wakes up the next morning in the wonderful land of Oz that she visited back in 1939. Yay, that sounds um, that sounds like it's going to be a, a hoot. Oh yeah, if if I if I've ever wanted to be in a fantasy land, it's the one with flying monkeys, belligerent apple trees, people of wheels for hands and feet, and witches galore. Any imagined witch you can you can come up with, they got them. We got the pointy hats. We got the old ones. We got the young ones. We've got ones with multiple heads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got them all. Come on down to Oz. You're going to love it. And you're going to weirdly not want to go home. Like, get out of here, lady. This place sucks. There's only like, it's it's vying with Westeros for worst fantasy land <laughs> I'd never want to visit. Anyway, she uh, she ends up uh, mysteriously her chicken from the farm, Belina. Belina? who can now talk, is with her. Um, They go to the Emerald City. They find it's been destroyed. Um, They uh, run across these uh, 'er ne'er-do-well wheelers who threaten uh, and antagonize them. But they end up with TikTok, who is a one-man army who has to to wind up. You have to wind up. Um, He saves the day. But they end up going to Princess Mombi, realizing that Scarecrow is missing. He was the king of Oz, at least according to the books. Um... And uh, Princess Mombi is the only person who would know where he is. They encounter Princess Mombi. <laughs> She's a bit of a work in progress, I'd say. A uh, bit of a particular lady. Um, she's got 31 heads, uh, that she, 30 of which she has uh, cleft from the bodies of other women. She keeps them in a giant uh, museum-style case. Uh, she is nightmare fuel. She locks Dorothy Gale in a tower. She encounters uh, Jack Pumpkinhead. Then she makes a gump which is like sort of a moose creature out of couches and a mounted gump head. She attaches to the front of these couches. They fly away. They go to the Gnome King, who apparently stole all the emeralds from the Emerald City. He turns out to be a dick as well. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. But he's got a chicken egg allergy uh, that saves the day when Belina finally uh, lays one in his old mouth. And, uh, you know, they find the Scarecrow and they... uh, they were about to crown Dorothy queen of this hellscape when she was like, you know what? I really need to get back to 1899 Kansas. That's how terrible this place is. I'd rather be in Kansas in 1899. Peace out, you fucks. See you around. Oh, and Ozma, turns out that was the girl who rescued her from the mental hospital, and uh, she's crowned uh, queen of Oz. How'd I do? There you go. Did I get it? Pretty Better good, considering how, yes, how... Uh, <laughs> Pretty bad shit. This movie is. Uh, I noticed just uh, just casually as a fan listening to you recap this. I noticed casually not a, a lot fan. of not a lot of time with our favorite characters from the the uh, the first uh, movie, which is what I've seen. Uh, no, uh, their story is continued by um, two of them being turned into stone. Um, yes. The scarecrow being kidnapped and turned into a giant emerald, and Toto being left wailing in the streets. Yeah, buddy. It's but don't worry, like, we get it. I thought it was like chicken. almost like a Frank Miller reboot of Wizard of Oz. Like, how can we make this more gritty? I 
I honestly like we'll be talking a lot more about this throughout, I'm sure. But like, I honestly, because if you if you told me like someone was like, hey, I went to the original source material. I wanted to make another movie on it, and I didn't want to just sort of make a direct sequel to the most popular movie of all time. I wanted to do something different. I would be like, I appreciate that. <laughs> but also at the same time, I find myself being like, where the, where the fuck are all the characters that I came here for? Right. Like, you're, like, Dorothy is like 10 years younger, so it's like, it's weird. I don't know if that's more like the, you know, a lot of these things, having not read the source material, I don't like, it's not like, it's my favorite book they adapted. It's like something I've also never read. So I'm just like, for like, well, that's in the book. I'm like, well, I don't give a shit. You yeah. know, like I haven't. So uh, it's just kind of, they make a lot of choices like that, which on paper is like, he had to have known, the director had to have known, like it was going to be a risk. You know what I mean? To be like, I'm going to take literally the movie, like almost everyone alive has seen. <laughs> and I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to capitalize on that almost at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sort of use it, but I am going to go to the source material where it seems like this is a lot more true to it, which means it's a lot just creepier in general. Because we yeah. got, and go also ahead. some of that is casting too. Like, which again, I don't know if they were just like how descriptive the book is, but like, uh, Feruza Balk playing Dorothy is like ten. Yeah, and I don't. Know, Judy Garland was like, well, she played a kid. Was she a kid when it, she was like twenty or? Uh, I don't know how old Judy Garland was, but I think something. she is supposed to be an older. I mean, she looks like an older teenager in in Wizard yeah, of Oz. Like so I think she is in her late teens. And then Toto's like a brown dog, which he's like a famously like a dark. <laughs> he's like a, a Scotty in in the yeah in the, the the 1939 movie, but here he's just sort of like a terrier mutt. Yeah, gritty reboot. Yeah, it make does him seem, ugly. It does seem like they picked. You know, they didn't. They didn't. Other than having Ruby slippers in it, they didn't really use any of the fondness that someone who liked the original was <laughs> might have come to this movie with. Yeah, I think that. I think that. Well, I mean, from what I read, I mean, the director really wanted to do a sequel in the style of the books. But right. yeah, he's sort of he tries to have it both ways in that he alludes to a lot of our favorite characters. We go back to places that we visited in the first one. But they don't look like they looked in the movies, of course. And uh, the only thing that really carries over is the ruby slippers, which were famously silver slippers in the in the books. Right, right. Um, it's very. It leads to a very confusing thing because in the books, yes, the scarecrow is count, crowned king after the wizard leaves Oz, but that is not covered in the movie. Um, it's just sort of right. mentioned here in passing. Oh yeah, the scarecrow. He's the king of Oz now. And I was like, that bumbling fuck. Yeah, the guy who couldn't stand up for most of the the movie. Right. He's, the King of Oz. All right. Um, and, yeah, that's, uh, I found myself confused because I was like, "Did we know that? Did we learn that at the end of the movie?" But I just, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's very, um, yeah, it's very confusing. The it, the movie almost like assumes we're as familiar with the books as we are with the movie, and I'm like, right. we are not. We are not familiar. Wicked hasn't come out yet. Right. <laughs> this movie is very creepy. Oh my um, god! Like. So basically, Dorothy has been traumatized by, well, first of all, I don't know, like, is Oz supposed to be real? Like, that's a kind of a bigger question I have. Because, like, in the first movie, it's not clear either. Because uh, it's like, yeah, and you were there, and you were there. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, she got knocked unconscious by a tornado. And then <laughs> and then she had this very vivid dream. That all kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then now this is, like, what, six months later, um, 
And so she's still like just constantly talking about Oz and her family, her uh, and uncle who she lives with are worried about her. And so they take her to shock therapy. <laughs> right. Which um, 1899. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I think the movie would have, this movie at least, would have us believe that Oz is real because Belina is gone by the end of the movie because she decides to stay in Oz. Right. The, the key she received is real, although Aunt M seems to recognize the key and says, I turned it a thousand times. What are you talking about? You crazy kid. I'm going to shock right. these dreams out of your brains. Yeah, it starts out real strong. I mean, you take one of the most beloved characters from cinema history and you're literally about to shock her brains. You make her out of younger, her. like a more like a little <laughs> more, girl and then uh, vulnerable. More, uh, yeah. yeah, vulnerable. And then you yeah, she also like uh we see like Ozma, which we learn later is Ozma, like the little girl that saves her just like appears in the window and I'm like Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then there's a lot of really creepy things. Like it's all, I mean, intentionally, I don't think this is like them making a mistake. It's well, all even, like. I mean, even, and not even in terms of cre- creepiness, like back to my gritty thing, like they allude to Uncle Henry is faking that he's injured. Like um, yeah. she, uh, Aunt Em is doing all the work on the farm. The house is only half uh, rebuilt. And we, they, they cut to a shot of Uncle Henry just sitting on the incomplete porch with his feet up. Uh, and um, Dorothy says, he broke his leg, Aunt M. And uh, Aunt M, a.k.a. Carrie's mom, uh, says, that leg's mended, Dorothy. It's mended. It's such, and I'm like, so he's lying about, why wouldn't he finish building the house? Why wouldn't he do these things? Uh, and it's sort of this weird thing that when when she is rescued at the end of the movie, um, he sort of throws aside his cane when he sees Dorothy and he runs to her. And then by the end of the movie, he's like rebuilding the house. And I'm like, do we need to address the house of lies that <laughs> Uncle Henry has built here? You didn't build the real house, but you certainly built the house of lies. <laughs> you built a fucking castle of lies, <laughs> Uncle Henry. I didn't even catch that. So, but that is weird. Um, I don't I think mean, I've I, ever caught it except in this viewing yeah. that, that he is faking his injuries. I, I mean, thought, it might I, be a psychological thing, but the movie does not uh, give me yeah. any, uh, anything else aside from this to, to I think, think I just like, to me, in, in passing, it seemed like it was just Auntie M just kind of bitching. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, it just he's seemed like she was like, right. he's being lazy and Dorothy's like, he broke his leg. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't really think about it too, too much. Not a lot of buildings in 1899 Kansas. I mean, that actually felt very realistic to me. Yeah, it felt like, did you ever watch Deadwood? No. When they like, at the beginning, they're like, it's basically like there's not a town and then a town's there, right? Because it starts (laughs) like, there's just like a small mining camp and then they start building buildings and over the seasons, it becomes this like little, you know, uh, and it reminded me of that where you're just like, there is uh, not much here. It makes yeah. sense. There's like a general <laughs> store and like a few yeah. other places. Like post as office. passing through. Yeah, a post yeah. office. As a, I think it's called Franklin. And Dorothy says, never been past Franklin before. Yeah. Let's talk about, I mean, let's start with the, the, the lady of the day. What? Um, <laughs> Dorothy, <laughs> let's talk about Dorothy. How do you feel like, I know she is younger than Judy Garland's yes. Dorothy. I will say she is accurate to the books. Like Dorothy is okay. a young girl. But how did you think Feruza Balk did? I thought she Friend did of the fine. show. Yeah, yeah. I thought she did fine. I, you know, she's a little girl. Could have been a lot worse. I'm not a big fan of uh, of most uh, young children acting. Like, uh, 
because they're usually bad at it. I thought she did fine. Correct. I think Dorothy as a character is pretty likable. She's like immediately forgives anyone that makes a mistake and apologizes for it. Like she's literally falling, still falling, <laughs> and someone says sorry, and she's like, nothing we can do about it now. <laughs> and it's like, wow, okay, good for you. <laughs> I thought that was uh, – she the when the chicken starts talking, like she – is in like a the the river and almost drowns and the, there's not a chicken there and then she wakes up in Oz and is sort of figuring out what's going on and first of all the chicken's there whether it can talk or not that where did the chicken come from because mm-hmm. it was not with her in the hospital because that would be bonkers and then not only is the chicken there but it is it can talk and she's just like oh what's up like she just super rolls with it which I think you know. If this were a real situation, a, ch- a certain child might would might actually do that because they're like, right. oh, well, I guess this chicken talks now." Like, especially seems, a child was, with delusions. Well, yeah, and you know, she's given her a previous experience in Oz. She's like, "Well, some weird shit happens. I, we must be in Oz." You know, let me show you around the joint, Belina. Yeah, uh, and she like immediately she is a little too trusting. You know, she like <laughs> tries to be nice to the gnome king. She tries to be nice to um, what's it? Momvilla, what's Mombi? Mombi, Mombi, and uh, you know it's sort of like only realizes a few minutes later that oh this is like a bad person, and then she's kind of feisty, you know when she gets captured she's kicking and she's you know and she's not she is not uh, up for the electroshock therapy. She's very afraid. She's like, why do you have to? restrain me i wish right. i weren't restrained like she's very <laughs> calm like she's pretty calm for a little kid being strapped to a gurney and rolled into a place that's going to literally shock her i i agree i i think she does a good job i think the script like does a disservice to her because they yes. start us out with this idea that she is delusional she uh can't sleep um like she's literally trauma like seemingly traumatized um, because she can't stop talking about Oz, she can't sleep. Uh, her parents are like at their wits' end um, with her, and so it starts us off on this wrong foot with her. But I think that Farooza Balk does a good job with it. Uh, I am of the same mi- mind as we've mentioned many a time uh, t- towards uh, child actors as you are. Yeah, um, get out of here. Cast, just like they did during Shakespeare's time, just cast adults as children, make them stand on their knees, tie shoes around their knees, done. Kids. What's the problem? Kids. Um, if Ian McKellen can play Hamlet, an 18-year-old character now at 80, we can have him also play a five-year-old. Uh, <laughs> I'm so scared, Auntie M. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this movie... I mean, I really did keep thinking of like the Dark Knight and uh, the Dark Knight uh, Returns. I mean, and and just sort of the 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 trend towards what if we made Superman sad? Um, yeah. That sort of like <laughs> attitude towards like rebooting franchises of just like this isn't fun. That's why we don't make Superman sad. <laughs> this is miserable and a slog. You've introduced electroshock therapy and, you know, uh, husbands failing in their duties, Aunt M being mean. You've introduced, like, uh, malpractice. Yeah. You've introduced um, people being turned into sand. You've introduced um, rock men rotting before our very eyes. You've introduced decapitation, decapitation into this story. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird. It's very I, dark. I, it's very dark. It's like, so and, dark. I mean, the doctor, I don't know that he was really, he was obviously a villain in the sense of like he was about to 
do electroshock therapy on Dorothy, but like presumably he's a doctor trying to do this thing that it's hard to tell if he's a witting do. a witting villain if he's aware yeah. of what he's doing. I mean, it's eighteen ninety nine. You got to give perspective. He's doing his best with what he knew, uh, but at the same time, that doctor. The, so what happened, kind of in quote unquote real life, is the hospital was hit by lightning and the power went out, and then uh, something happened, and uh, the doctor was trying to. It got struck his... by lightning, and so the building's caught on fire, and then he, okay, was, yeah. he, he died was trying in the to fire. Yeah, he was trying to protect his his equipment, and he and he died. He and we find died. that out at the end. That's not part yeah. of the prologue, though. That's that would just put too much of a damper on this movie. Oh, the, right, right. Yeah, outside. no, but it's still it's just like it's 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 dark throughout, and we don't get. It's very labyrinthy, honestly. Like it's very much like yeah. the, uh, not even quite as goofy as labyrinth but like it, you well, labyrinth of, like, is not as dark as this yeah like, that's at what least i mean then it's yeah. just this girl practicing a play in the park and then the goblin king and she's annoyed with her kid brother and then the goblin king shows up and yeah. seduces her maybe I um guess. but this i mean i mean i guess you could thinking about it though president benjamin harrison or whatever he does have like mental health patients like screaming in the background so he can't be unaware that maybe what he's doing yeah. is harmful. Well, yeah, um, the, and uh, Ozma, when she frees Dorothy, uh, <laughs> says those are the damaged patients. Oh my god! Like, what does that mean? Uh, it's just such the the worst foot to start this on, um, yeah. because they're actually worse than than the actual villains in Oz. It almost feels like they're like about to electrocute a uh, sweet girl. Uh, the Gnome King seems to have actually like legitimate concerns, uh, perhaps. And uh, yeah, the Gnome King says so. Like he's basically a, a piece. The Gnome King, who's played by the same actor, I'll mention yes. as the, this yeah, doctor, as the doctor, and just like in the original movie. And Princess Mombi is played by Jean Smart or Jean Marsh, who is the head nurse. Not Jean Smart. And not Jean Smart, although she's having a renaissance. She is. Um, Jean Marsh, uh, who Jean Smart is having reconnaissance. <laughs> we know uh, Jean Marsh from Willow, um, oh. but she was in a few other things. Was uh, she Kaya? No, she was not Kaya. She was not married to Willow. She was uh, Morgan Cellophane or whatever the hell her name is. Sure. I can't remember. I definitely um, remember. She's the head nurse. So it does that same thing of like, you were there and you were there and you were there. Right, right. But the Gnome King, yeah, go on. You were going to talk about the Well, I was just saying, the, yeah, the, the, gnome, the Gnome King is like- Evil Gnome it, King. Well, he kind of like, he could be lying, but he's like- Hey, all these gems came from this mountain, and people came here, and they dug out of this mountain, which is part of me, and took my gems. These are mine. That's why I had them. But, like, he also seems to possibly be a liar. So, like, we don't really know True. if, if that's the truth of it or if he – I don't know. But it reminded yeah, that, me. It made me think that the Emerald City was pretty much the British Museum. Just, yeah. just going places, taking their stuff, and then you know putting it on display in their own city. Right. Um, but yeah, he might be a liar. But it also, I mean, it also seems to make sense. It does. Yeah, they went to a nearby mountain and mined these uh, gemstones right. to put them everywhere. Uh, but don't worry, he's he's bested. He's murdered. Well, she also mentions, I, I mean, sort of complicating things. She's like, you have so much. And the line that actually made me laugh, he's like, that is beside the point. <laughs> like, yes, because he true. has plenty still. Like, he's still, like, you yeah. know, rich in in uh, gemstones and stuff. But you still can't steal. No. Maybe. I don't know. I guess this Jeff Bezos space thing makes me, maybe makes me think about it some more. I'll get back to you. He's just an innocent billionaire going for a little ride. What's the problem? What's uh, what's going on down here that needs any attention? 
by the way, I want to, uh, you know, I, I like to, I'm, you know, I'm huge into self-improvement. Yeah. If you oh, know yeah. anything about me. Big that, fan. That's me. I want to enter more rooms just saying, so, which is Mombi does <laughs> twice in this movie and both times absolutely terrifying. Um, she does as Mrs. Wilson, the, the nurse in uh, when Dorothy and who we find out is Ozma later are escaping the mental health thing. Uh, Mrs. Wilson had gone down to check on the generator, and when they're coming down the stairs, she is uh, coming out the basement, and she just goes, so. And that's all she says, and I'm like, why would you just say so? Uh, and then later, and then later when she's playing Princess Mombi, um, when they escape on the gump plane, I'm sick and tired of these motherfucking gumps on this motherfucking, <laughs> motherfucking plane. sofa. <laughs> Um, she w- throws open her window and goes, so it's <laughs> insane. I think I didn't understand what she was saying. But I want to incorporate that in my vernacular yeah. more often. <laughs> oh yeah. She also says the, the most terrifying thing, uh, that you could ever say to a child of that age, which is you may have a nap if you wish. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Very yeah, threatening when- to a, to a 10 year old. Not so much to me. That sounds delightful. <laughs> yeah, put me in an empty room. You may have a nap if you wish. Here is a juice. Thank you. Here is a ball. Perhaps you'd like to bounce it. <laughs> uh, Tyler, when she appeared as the head nurse, uh, Tyler said, she is too pointy. That was what he declared. Uh, yes. her, she has those puffed sleeves of like the turn of the century, but they are Lady Gaga style points yes. on yeah. her shoulders. She, I realized we had a revelation that why has no one done any Princess Mombi drag? Uh, when she encounters Princess Mombi, she's a young woman playing a liar or a lute or something. I think because only you have seen this movie before before <laughs> I just watched it. Now there's two of us. It is possible. It would very much be like many of my Halloween uh, costumes where I'm like, I put a lot of effort into it and then like everyone's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, princess, uh, princess. And they're like, I need more information. I'm like, mom, Diana? princess, mom. No, the heads, the um, powder of life. The Ruby Key? Not really. I don't. The Wheelers? I've hired, oh. by the way, six to seven men also who have to like <laughs> ride around on, on wheels. Let's talk um, about the Wheelers, by the way, while we're Oh, wait. I, well, I wanted to just say, like, the, when she is playing her lyre, she has like these, these metallic spikes that are shooting out of her collar, like going backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, she has no head and she's walking around like Frankenstein, which I also appreciate. That was terrifying. When so, uh, uh, th- that whole scene like still like gives me chills. She so Dorothy is locked in like the tower with Jack Skellington. Nope, Jack Pumpkinhead. Very close and, though. Uh, he tells her that there's something called the powder of life that brought him to life, and it she stores it. Um, Princess Mombi uh, stores it with her head num- her original head in case like, thirty one. Which looks more like a pantry when she gets there, but uh, <laughs> well, she, you keep uh, all the old junk in here. Also, Princess Mommy lives in a either the Palace of Versailles or like the Las Vegas Westin. I can't really tell. <laughs> it's all mirrors and gold. It's very Donald Trump when we still like didn't just you know roll our eyes when we heard his name. Like, but that, it was like it was that like era of Trump, marble and gold. But then also just like, oh, is that a boardroom over there? <laughs> like it, like there's like elements of it that are just sort of like a normal hallway and it was it really pulled me out of it the normal spots were like wait 
what what is this part of the I want to explore this part of the uh the castle anyway I didn't notice the normal spots but I did kind of like that like the whole I mean she's living in the one part of Emerald City that has not been destroyed just this one like uh building um and everything in it is completely covered in dust and cobwebs but then when you go into her chamber it's yeah. like this giant mirrored and gold hallway and then every other room is like just left to its own left to the elements yeah. But but she has this like resplendent. She has the one room where she likes in. to slam the Mando. Man, she's a a pretty the bitch Mando. Mando she's touring with Mumford and Sons later this summer. <laughs> now that we're finally getting back to normal, things are reopening. <laughs> Princess Mombi's on tour. Uh, okay, so anyway, so they uh, Dorothy sneaks down to try to get the powder of life, and of course, when she um, opens the kind of the the original head, like wakes up. Which like, also another just to so. interrupt. <laughs> No, she doesn't get a so. This time, she says another very odd thing, which is she says Dorothy Gale. But it's one of those things that it is not scary. If I watched it today, it is not scary. But I had like residual, like nostalgic chills seeing her say. Her eyes just open and she says, Dorothy Gale. And I'm like, why would you just say your name? Why were you ready with the first and last name? And then Because I can't get anything. Like if you wake me out of a deep sleep, I'm not saying your first. First and last name, I'd be like, something. I'd be like, what day is it? <laughs> do I have things to do this morning or can I sleep in? But then all of the other heads wake up uh. and start screaming, and then her body just sits up in bed, the headless body. Oh, God. By the way, I have a technical question. We're both not biologists, but that hasn't stopped. We probably have a biology podcast by the end of this. Um, but what is she snoring out of? Was Princess she snoring? Mommy, when she's asleep, she is snoring, but she has no head. That's, so is it just her esophageal yeah, she's got uh, the, cavity just flapping the epiglottis, in there? Uh, <sighs> she still has epiglottis. There's flapping. still sphincters, and they can still make uh, vibrations. <laughs> terrifying. It's all very Dorothy terrifying. Girl. So is that... Do we always know that was her full name? Like from... Was that in the movie? The original I don't movie? think it's said as much in, in, in pop culture, but yeah, that's Dorothy Gale's name. It's... No, I mean, I, I believe even it's the, accurate, but like... No, I, I mean, even that. I think in the original movie, I mean, she's just such like a popular character that we know her as Dorothy, but yeah, I think it's... Dorothy! I was saying like... Aunt, I'm trying to think of a time when anyone says Dorothy Gale, Gale in the original. Auntie <laughs> M. Gale. Emily Gale. Toto uh, Gale. Henry Gale. Yeah. So let's talk about Wheeler time. Wheelers. Yes. Whew. The first antagonists she runs into are just... People with wheels for hands and feet, and there. And these are played by the same guys who were the nurses in the, oh. in the, the electroshock scene, and they have stretchers that have ungreased wheels. Um, but that's the first thing we hear is the squeaking of wheels yeah. in Emerald City, and there's like a, a thing, a like graffiti on the thing. It says "Beware the wheelers." I don't know who would have written that. It's got it's got to be them. It was an intimidation. Oh yeah, you got to build your own hype. No one's yeah. going to build, no one's going to toot your horn, so just fucking do it. That's what I always say yeah. when I'm coaching the rappers uh, that, I, <laughs> that I represent. Just, just uh, 20 years later, it would have said hashtag. Uh, <laughs> hashtag beware, beware the, the wheelers. Rapper. Yeah. And then you got to look it up to figure out what that means. Like, what just tell this? me. I got to get my phone out. I'm using data. I'm, I'm obviously roaming. I'm in the middle of a destroyed city. It, it actually is. Hashtag BTW, but then they had they had they got confused. It didn't actually work that well because that actually means by the way. And then oh they, yeah, that's not going to help. 
Yeah, it got buried. It got buried, so they had to start a new one. Trending topics. Um, (laughs) I did notice that uh, there's an easy way to defeat the wheelers that I never thought of until viewing it this time, which is go halfway up the stairs (laughs) and just stop. They can't get you. What are they gonna do? They'd have to like sort of do it like a side, like a crab walk down the stairs. Anyway, so these are guys, they're very like, almost like Dr. Seuss meets, meets Velvet Goldmine. They're very like electro-punk styled yeah. guys. It's very like, warriors come out <laughs> to play. Um, and are, like that mixed with like when Joel Schumacher has gangs in the last oh, two yeah. Batman movies and they're all <laughs> yeah. like day glow, like gay gangs. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this, Joel Schumacher? What do you we- think? This we call is, those we call those gangs. Get, There's with a, a Y in with there. a Y, but yeah. a parenthetical Y. Yeah, and Which also uh, looks like a butt. So, <laughs> wait, what's yours look like? What's going on with that Y? A, ca- a cartoon butt, <laughs> not like a real butt. So they have wheels for hands and feet, and they're sort of like crouched over themselves, almost like a dune buggies. Like they're just arched over their hands and feet, Very and they posture. wheel around. They don't grease them because they don't have thumbs. They can't grease their wheels. Like, what yeah, what are they, they going to grease them with? They got to just. And they're absolutely terrifying for some reason. Yeah. Um, and they they threaten uh, what's her name, but then like Dorothy Gale, as you might remember her as <laughs> Dorothy Gale. And when they they she runs down a hall and she like finds the key that she found landed in the the Kansas farm and she opens a door and she finds TikTok, but then these like. They also talk like cokeheads. They're just like yes. out of breath and like just like talking at the top of their lungs. And it's like, hey, dude, stop partying for a minute. It's like two in the afternoon. <laughs> um, I got to go to work. And they, they do warn her that chickens are outlawed in Oz by, by the decree of the Gnome King. Um, but then eventually she winds up TikTok and he saves the day. Yeah, you want to talk about TikTok? Pick me up. Pick me up. Uh, yeah, TikTok, he kind of looks like Wilford Brimley and uh, General Pershing had a child and then coated it in bronze and added those weird toy keys on the back. It's like Fugitoid. I don't know if you ever, that's a pretty deep pull from the Ninja Turtles universe. Fugitoid. There's a robot named Fugitoid. It's like this scientist whose like, mind gets like trapped in this robot. And then I think he had his own comic of like i think he was actually appeared before the ninja turtles like in that in the mirage comics and then he became part of the ninja turtles oh i think i had fugitoid yeah I had, but like, he that's was the like only a car- reason he, i yeah he was a character that wasn't in the show i guess he was in the comics and they just made like a, a figure out of him i think yeah. my mom was like damon likes ninja turtles here you go and i'm like who the fuck is this yeah it's definitely one where i probably had the action figure first and then like later was like oh that's that guy. He's in the comics. And then I think the later later cartoons have had him in. Anyway, that's what TikTok looks like. Is this He's what like TikTok the app head. is named after? <laughs> Maybe. I think it's spelled the same. It's spelled the same, yeah. Well, you know, he only runs for a little bit of time, and you can only do so so long of a TikTok yeah. video, yeah. As, as the youths have told me. What youths am I talking to, by the way? None. Those, uh, those women that were... That sold you a phone at Walmart. Oh, yeah. They would have totally been into TikTok. Walmart. Target. 
Tarek, whatever. please. How dare you? How dare you besmirch my name by saying I would go to one corporation when I was at a different corporate <laughs> store. Uh, yeah, he is very cutely designed. I find him very charming. Of her new characters uh, yeah. that she encounters. He's um, the he least be terrifying. Absolutely. Um, he has to be wound up. His his thinking has to be wound. His speaking has to be wound. And his action has to be wound, um, which makes him very cumbersome. Uh, he very much is like almost like a in the answer like a, a like an off brand Tin Man who needed to be right. oiled all the time. Uh, this character needs to be wound all the time. Yeah, but he's very um, uh, uh, he's very helpful because he immediately like uh, saves helps save Dorothy from the Wheelers, and then he's like he's always like defending her and he's usually one that comes up with the plans unless his thinking winds down which it does at one point and he just like sends everyone into like nonsense talk uh nonsense tasks to do um which was funny but i was also like we gotta we gotta keep going he can't be winding down all the time yeah and uh then uh so we like him he also fakes he also fakes having wound down so that uh dorothy will she tricks the gnome king into like Sending door or he tricks the gnome king in thinking he's wound down, so he sends Dorothy in after him, and then he's like, "I'm actually fine," which is <laughs> pretty awesome. And then she pretends to whine, and it's the most adorable thing that happens in the movie. Kids like, miming things. Me. You're that like, was, you're not selling it. That was pretty cute. It was cute. Then we encounter Jack Pumpkinhead, who is the scarecrow essentially of this this setup. Yeah, he is exactly what you'd expect him to look like. He has a pumpkin for a head. He sticks. Uh, tied loosely tied together, he keeps falling apart, much like the scarecrow did in 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 the original movie. And he has like a mommy complex. He's looking for his mommy, um, who we later find out is Ozma. Um, but he wants to call Dorothy mommy, and she's like, "Yeah, sure." But he he's a very sweet character. But I don't know, like this movie feels like it, like it, like everything happens at a breakneck pace it feels like we're always encountering a new character and at first i was like critical of that but then i was remembering the original movie and i was like no they kind of do that too like every every scene she's meeting someone new yeah um and i couldn't tell like why i feel like at least as memory serves why i feel like it works in that movie and it doesn't in this movie and the the thing i thought of was that in that movie we know what she's where she's going because she fucking sings a song right. between every every scene telling us where she's going. She's off to see the Wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. In this, we never really know where she's going. She's always just sort of stumbling upon plot points. Um, right. She captures one of the wheelers, and he's like, oh, well, if you want to know where the Scarecrow is, you have to talk to Princess Mombi. Luckily, she lives in Emerald City, and here she is. Um, and then, you know, they find Jack Pumpkinhead, who tells them about the powder of life. And... Dorothy's response to when he's like, and my mom brought me to life with the powder of life. And she says, where's the powder of life? Like, that's her yeah. first question, which I thought was odd. I'm like, what do you got planned, Gail? And that's when they steal the powder of life, bring the gump that they just created to life, and I also then like, fly away. I also but like then they fly the, to the Gnome King, and yeah. it's, it just is like, it's all like so quick. But they never really set out like, here is our plan like the original movie does. Like she goes to the Emerald City, then she goes to the Witch's Castle, and I know where we are in the plot. It's just sort of, all these things are just happening. It just feels like things are just falling into place. We never want to go to a second location with a gump. I mean, that's just... <laughs> My mom taught me that. The, also, I thought this, this was neither here nor there, but at the end, they sort of restore everything with the magical ruby sli- slippers that make her a goddess. And they, they restore the gump to... <laughs> 
just still a head on a plaque. Like, <laughs> why couldn't we restore it to the actual animal that it was? There's only so much I can do, say the yeah. ruby slippers. <laughs> I don't uh, want to be alive anymore. I can't swallow anything. Right. Um, I can't snore, oddly enough. That's not in the head. That's in the that's rest in the of neck. the neck. We learned that earlier. <laughs> Yeah, that is. I didn't even think of that, but that's true. He is left as now just big, big, basically like big mouth Billy Bass at the yes. end of the movie. He is mounted. Yes. His head is mounted and he can talk, but he ain't going nowhere unless someone picks him up. I kept, uh, we, we are sort of hint, allude, the Gnome King is alluded to throughout the movie because we see these weird rock faces yeah. that appear uh, throughout the scenery. Um, it, those are his gnomes or just a I rock guess those are the thing. gnomes in question. Yeah. He is the king of them. And it's almost like a spy movie or almost even more so like Inspector Gadget when someone would have to go tell Dr. Claw what's going on. Because you never saw the Gnome King and you never saw Dr. Claw, but they're always like reporting to him um, and telling him what's going on. It's actually, I, the, the, the design of the gnome rock faces are, is actually pretty cool because they don't have like set faces. They just like shift and uh, I don't yeah. really know how it was done, but it was kind of, I assume claymation, but it was pretty cool, I thought. A cool Cool, effect. but also terrifying. <laughs> oh no, that's what I meant by cool. Absolutely bone chilling. <laughs> so, so then we meet the gnome king. Uh, have we talked about the gnome king? We've sort of alluded to him. No, not really. He's also creepy. I mean, he at first like appears like a rock face, but then he sets up this game where uh, essentially Dorothy's like, where's the scarecrow? And he's like, oh, I've turned him into an ornament. But if you can find uh, which, which ornament he is in my collection, you're free to go. And so uh, they go in one by one. And as each, each, they each get three guesses, but as each one fails on the third guess, the Gnome King becomes more and more human. Yeah. And he alludes to Princess Mombi when she arrives that he eventually will become fully human. Why he wants to be human when I feel like it would kind of be awesome to be some sort of rock deity, I don't know. But yeah. uh, he wants to be human. Yeah, Plus, he's- props to him for breaking down gender barriers by wearing the ruby slippers and looking great. And, ro- and rocking them. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It is really little weird. pop because of color? Do- you got to have a little pop of color. He doesn't really like have a bottom until he like puts his little feet out with his <laughs> slippers. So in. tiny, it is so weird. tiny. And are the ruby slippers like the ring in Lord of the Rings, where it's just sort of they resize themselves? Yeah. Yep, they fit to case the clothes. That's yeah. the lore. That's yeah. that's canon. That's just that's just reality. I hope I hope you can accept it. <laughs> Consider it done. I they did so they made a lot of like from the very beginning. As soon as they get there, everybody sort of like weirded out or like scared of the fact that there's a chicken you know they're laying breadcrumbs it's like obvious that we're going to find out why later but it is it does become a little distracting because first of all i was like oh how much time are we going to spend with this chicken because it's very annoying from from the get-go because it's like got a like half chicken voice and it's like yeah oh, i wish we weren't in kansas anymore and <laughs> and she also is like a regular elaine boozler she's constantly yeah. like dropping little like one-liners when they go to emerald city and they see everyone's been turned into stone she's like oh travel all this way just to see a bunch of stiffs yeah I'm like okay may west how about you cool it <laughs> I was like, are we going to, is this going to happen the whole movie? Luckily, no, because we meet like 90 more characters and we, can't have, we don't have room. But when it's just the two of them, I was like, oh boy. But yeah, the, everybody's like, oh God, a chicken. 
And then, if, uh, then at the end, we find out it's because the Gnome King is allergic to eggs. We also, I mean, the back to just a, one more note on the Belina, like one-liners. They also sort of, because she's a chicken and chickens are constantly like bobbing around, they sort of use that as an excuse. Like if there's ever like a dull moment, just like pop in a Belina line. Um, yeah. And it, it gets a little distracting because they're not good jokes. They're right, like really right. hammy and tired. But it's also like so dark of a movie that it's it feels it's like, like out of place. You're not yeah. helping. You're just yeah. reminding me how miserable this whole place is. By the way, the Gnome King's knickknack uh mind fuckery, very Indiana Jones three. Of just like yes. mind games with knickknacks. You have chosen poorly. Yeah, as I rot into this <laughs> into the floor. Uh, so you mentioned this, but TikTok has the idea of like as as everyone else has been turned into more ornaments because they fail to find uh, the correct one. TikTok has the idea of like pretending he's wound down, sending Dorothy to go get him. And then he's like, why don't I do my third guess and you see what I turned into? The whole plan doesn't work. Like it does not right. pay off. Uh, so it makes me wonder why they even did that because he turns into, he disappears, but we cannot you can't see tell what he has turned yeah. into. Yeah. So it doesn't pay off. Eventually, uh, Dorothy realizes that all the green ornaments are her Aussie friends, um, and she starts figuring it out. And the Gnome King, like, flips out. Yes. Uh, does not and like uh, doesn't care for the game right when she was going to get her last guess in. Oh, and then we see the Scarecrow, and again, whew. whew. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about, the, orig- the designs of the, our original friends. He's a very much folk art. Like he, yes. he 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 has like sort of uh, gingham eyes. Um, he's he's very like goofy, um, well, they in not like, a pleasant way. They did it where like he just has multiple frozen faces, so he's like yeah, his mouth his moves, but face. he's always smiling. Yeah, or he's scared in in this shot, but he's always yeah. like he's very much like the the floaty thing outside of car wash, like those, those right. airmen. Um, he's, he has that movement and I'm like, sir, we are in a hall full of ornaments that may or may not be denizens of Emerald City. Please don't move so wildly around. He does um, catch, he catches, uh, he does um, catch that vase because he's made a straw. It didn't just land on yeah, his belly. Pads, pads I but did then, like Tin Woodman, like Tin Woodman we yeah. see briefly, although he has no lines. Um, I liked his design in he very much looks like a bunch of tin cans. Yeah, it was, it was uh, more like cartoonish. Together. Yeah. And then the lion is like a weird lion. Well, he looks uh, he looks like a dog to me when we finally actually yeah, see him. Yeah, it's kind of small for a lion, but yeah. Um, and also, she does ride I, him. Dorothy it sucks does get to that, ride him. That's true. She does get to ride him uh, triumphantly, like Christ on a donkey, uh, into Emerald City, <laughs> people laying down palm fronds in front of her. The, it is. It sucks that, I mean, the Scarecrow gets a few lines, but Tin Woodman gets no lines. Courage the Cowardly Dog gets no lines, uh, <laughs> which sucks. Like, these are yeah. characters, these are established characters, and it, it felt a little bit like they got a really big budget, and then halfway through filming, the budget was cut back. Right. Did you get that vibe? Like, so yeah. they, 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 when they first land in Oz, um, they see Dorothy's crashed house. And yeah. uh, Dorothy just remarks, but where are all the munchkins? But they're in the middle of a forest. There's no signs of like a destroyed town or anything around her. Like, they were just like, we'll put the house here in a woods where the farmer will let us film, but we're not <laughs> building any munchkin shit. The, mun- the, the Emerald City just looks like sort of, Absolutely destroyed. 
There's a lot of matte paintings in this. Yeah, backgrounds. Like, the Gnome yeah. King's like set is very disappointing for what is essentially the final the final boss of the game. Um, like it's just like a very unornate throne room. It's just like a gray area where the Gnome King's just hanging out. I'm like, yeah. aren't you supposed to be into like gemstones and stuff? Should we like, be surrounded by gemstones? Yeah, it was like the Mighty Boosh level, like production value, like that. <laughs> right. Like you get the idea, but it's also like, okay, well, <laughs> I did it's, like I, I to to compliment it a little bit. I thought his like he turns into his like giant form at the end, yeah, and that was cre like I thought that was interesting. It was no, it, that was very cool. Yeah. Like that scene in, in when they go to the uh, knickknack gallery or whatever, um, and he like My crashes menagerie? through the wall. Excuse me. <laughs> um, uh, when he crashes through the wall and it's just like, it's, fuck you, the game's over. You're That's- destroying my Hummel figurine. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, that is, that is very cool. But his throne room is very disappointing for, for who is supposed to be our main antagonist that we've been hearing about yeah. and been alluding to like this whole, this whole movie. what did you think of, uh, Ozma? I don't know. That was another thing where, I mean, this is this is two of the Oz books sort of cobbled together, and that very much felt like, yes. oh, and Ozma's here. Like she yeah. kept, although she is like in the first act when we're actually in Kansas, that that actress is like popping up and she helps Dorothy escape, but then she disappears yeah. um, for the entirety of the movie until the last ten seconds. Although we do see in Mombi's castle, there is some sort of figure in the mirror. Um, right. She's like and, trapped in the mirror in Oz, but right. not in the real world. I guess she can get out, but in the she can't get out. I don't know how that's not. I'm not. They don't spend a lot of time explaining it. So yeah. I don't know how that works. But Mombi says, Ozma, no one even knows you're here. No one even knows who you are. Including the audience. Like, yeah. Including the audience. Please, by all means, Mombi, fill us in. Um, and then she just sort of uh, appears at the end when Dorothy's like, I can't stay here. This place is fucked up what? um and Oz was, was like don't worry here i am and then jack's like oh that's my mom and that's that and i guess well, the scarecrow's no longer king of oz right he just got he, they're like listen you can't fucking protect us you can't be king and this he's is like, called okay. a coup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you are goony and no one likes you i was a terrible leader but then like <laughs> it also is right after she uh, dorothy says i wish i could be in two places at once and then ozma appears and it was like is that Dorothy? Like, I was like, is that supposed to be? Is Ozma like her? She appears Oz in the mirror and they like embrace hands and she pulls her out of the mirror. Yeah, it's, it's very, I don't weird. Think it's very actually, Alice in Wonderland, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's actually what they meant, but that was like, I was, got confused for a second. But the, also, the actress that plays Ozma, just like, there's several uh, things where she just like, Dorothy will ask her a question or say something and she just looks at her. And it was like, <laughs> cold as ice, Ozma. I thought we were cool, man. <laughs> no, please leave. You are a threat to my, to my reign. Now that I'm queen, I have to murder all potential all usurpers. Yeah. Ozma has like a sort of long exposition scene. I can't remember what she says, but I wrote a lot of Ozma exposition at the end. And then I put, and that's a fact. <laughs> like that's how it felt like at the end she was just yeah. like just dumping information oh right they're just explaining how the gnome king like took over how Mombi took over this that and the other thing i'm like this is stuff you can do during the movie if you'd like oh you just <laughs> want to do it all here okay um and then i wrote so i imagine dorothy's even worse off mental yeah. health wise 
Is this because now she's or been not? taken back to this place that she uh, was maybe trying to get over, and now I imagine she'll be like terrible. But apparently, according to the epilogue, she's cool now. This is all she needed—an even more traumatic trip to this place where all her friends are being murdered. Yeah, it's not real. She actually uh, needs uh, some treatment, probably not electroshock therapy. Yeah, maybe just like talking, talking to someone. Um, this is why mental health has a stigma in this country. She has now been in uh, two disasters where people have died. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. I do want to say uh, this, another great line that me and my brother really liked because we are both uh, camp loving queens. <laughs> um, when Mombi finally arrives at the Gnome King to, to warn him that Dorothy's heading his, his way, even though she's already in the uh, ornament room, uh, he goes, yes, she's already here. Uh, but Mombi uh, kneels before him. She bows to him and he goes, lower. lower. <laughs> and then she like gets down on the ground, like presses her entire body flat to the ground. And he goes, lower. <laughs> and then he laughs. Uh, I just like that because it's deranged. <laughs> I also like that she is, again, complete drag queen energy, which I loved. She is riding a chariot pulled by six wheelers, whipping them and screaming like a banshee. Uh, <laughs> she She's really coming in with that big dick energy, that mommy. <laughs> she really she really knows how to, to own a room. You enter, the wind is blowing in your face, you scream so at everyone you can. <laughs> um, you have as many heads just in cases, also screaming if you can, yeah. if they've been roused out of a deep sleep. She's got an entourage. Have an entourage of wheelmen who you treat as slaves beat them as they drive a chariot, presumably under a desert that can turn them all into sand, um, and then uh, just scream at as many people as possible. I love her. I love her to death. <laughs> I'm done. That's everything. Now click your heels together and say, there's no place like the verdict. There's no place like the verdict. There's no place like the verdict. <laughs> I'm going to go first because I Please. think you're going to have more insight because you actually have seen this movie before. You're in a child as an idiot. This movie's terrible and terrifying, <laughs> and I can't believe they let children watch it. And I've never seen it before, and I'm uh, I don't think it's very good. I'm just going to go with my like my gut because like in my head I want to be like, hey, you know, he tried something. You know, they tried something <laughs> different. They went more to the source material, but it sucks. It's not fun. It's terrifying. There are some fun moments, but I think that's more like unintentionally fun uh, or the actors just like doing the best they could with what they got. You know, I do not like it. I, uh, I'm probably going to have nightmares tonight because I'm a grown man who can't stand, uh, children, children's movies. You're in a child is an idiot. What do you think? DJ, you're in a child is also an idiot. Uh, this, uh, I think there's a lot of fun things in here. Um, it is not a good movie as a whole. I think if you're curious, it is a very interesting movie. And if yeah. you're curious, I recommend like checking it out because it is fucking insane. It is batshit off the wall. It is. A point in its favor a lot of the movies around here that I end up saying you're in Charles and Indeed about like, I like, they just lost me in the middle or lost my mm-hmm. interest and I get just sort of bored. It's really hard to just not like check out. Like if I weren't having to talk about it for an hour afterwards, I would really check out and start just like 
like <laughs> scrolling on my phone or something. <laughs> this one did not have as much of that problem. <laughs> so I, I will kudos to you for at least maintaining my attention. It's very much a movie. Like if I know you and I know like a particular style of movie you're into, I would recommend to that person if they've never seen it. But to just a general audience, I would not recommend. Uh, it's very scary. It is not for children. I don't know how anyone got away with like marketing this for children. Um, it also just has, it's just general troubles that we've already sort of talked about. It tries to be both a sequel to the books and to the movies and just sort of assumes that we know things from the books that we wouldn't have known. It's very kind of a plot holy and just things seem to be happening to Dorothy. There's no real like agency on her part. She's just like encountering things. There's no like destination. So you don't really know what the cohesive plot of this is. Things are just like occurring around her. And that's, that's the movie. Yeah. Like even the gnome King, like they just sort of crash land on his doorstep. Yeah. Uh, at the end, he even though he's thousands yeah. of miles away uh, yeah. from Mombi's castle, like I said in the in the original movie, there is a clear destination that that is made in the movie. Uh, but in this, she encounters the Emerald City, which is the destination in the original movie. In the first ten minutes of being in Oz, and yeah. uh, from then on, it's just sort of this untethered mess. Um, but there is a lot of like striking visuals in it, like Mombi's hallway of heads, uh, the Gnome King's like transformation, the ornament stuff. the The character design is also really good. I like TikTok. I think Jack's Jack. I almost called him Skellington as well. God damn it, <laughs> Jack Pumpkinhead uh, is really well designed. And also with Jack Pumpkinhead, I was trying to figure out like how they got him to work. Because right. in medium shots, he is very much a puppet. Like he has a giant head, he yes. has stick body. But in distant shots, you can tell they probably got a super a thin guy yeah. in in an outfit because he looks a little thicker in in distant shots than he does in in the smaller shots. But I mean, it's well done. Those things are interesting. Even the chicken puppet they got is pretty good yeah. um, in terms of being a chicken pup, a realistic chicken puppet. Puppet, but. Whew, there is a lot of like, uh, what is the the the, the term they give for parents? Like, frightening imagery. Yes, there is a lot <laughs> yeah. of that. Um, but it is kind of a lark. So you know, maybe have a glass of wine and get stoned and watch it. But I can't recommend it as just like a straightforward movie. Would this uh, th- this could be a new a new uh, award? Would this win a uh, on in the background during drag brunch award? <laughs> Yes, it would win that. <laughs> our, um, our inaugural uh, On in the Background During Drag Brown Troll. In fact, I'd like to see a lip sync for your life between the White Witch of Narnia and Princess Mombi. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, that's a good, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, what do you think, everybody? Email us, yourinnerchildisanidia at gmail.com. You can uh, leave a voicemail or text us at 615-576-0525. I want to thank our friend Russ Weaver for the use of his song Top of Two for our ad music. And I uh, want to thank... Damon for wearing that beautiful shirt. You're Thank wearing, you. Wearing it's the just shit a floral, floral number. It's a great pattern. Uh, you can become a patron of the show at patreon.com. Thursday, Thursday shirt. <laughs> the old Thursday shirt. I've got it written in the collar like this is my Thursday shirt. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. We want to thank our current patrons, including Jonathan Day. Just cuz. Scalphosaurus. Dr. Uh, Malcolm's uh, heaving uh, bosom. Who is also the supreme ruler of this podcast. Heather Tuggle. Tyler Richardson. Justin Shea. You know, we should be saying this like Princess Mombi. Uh, C- Captain Jean-Luc Picard. 
Maybe we should. Do- I don't know how to do her voice. <laughs> Karen Curd. Lindsay Nell. The Zesty. Jacob Grimm. Particle Man. Doink Demons Australian accent. Doimons. 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 Which is actually probably a closer Australian accent than what I claim to be my Australian accent. Dramatically placed hot dog. Larissa Maestro. T. Smith. Jeremy Powlin. Kevin from Cleveland. His Honor the Mayor. And Dan McIntyre. Thank you all very, very much for your support. We really appreciate your help. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash your child's an idiot. Thanks for listening, everybody. I have nothing uh, good to say on the way out, so I'm just going to end it. Dorothy Gale. So. That's you can also exit a room that way. So. Everybody's like waiting for you to come back in. They're like, uh, is he, did he just go to the John? Is he going to come back? <laughs>